I'm Andrew Kravchitz, the founder and CEO of RedBalloon.Work, and I'm here with Donald Trump Jr. And as you know, Red Balloon is connecting value-aligned job seekers with awesome employers that want to hire them. That's why I'm so excited about Red Balloon. A lot of big companies are pushing woke ideology in the workplace, and conservatives are being silenced and even removed. But Red Balloon is helping people find good jobs with companies who won't cancel them for their beliefs. It's really, really important. And literally every single day, we're receiving resumes from job seekers who are told that they either need to compromise their values and their faith if they want to try and keep their job. And that's just wrong. Guys, I'm sure you've seen it all yourselves already. And the big job boards like Indeed and ZipRecruiter are actually promoting woke workplace policies. They're a huge part of the problem. And good companies are desperate for people who actually want to show up and work and build their careers without all this nonsense. And a lot of them say that they would rather be understaffed than poorly staffed. That's why if you're an employer who's tired of all the virtual signaling, you need to post your jobs on Red Balloon. Not only will you find good people who align with your values, but you'll also be supporting Red Balloon's mission, which is so critical for America's future. I'm Andrew Krabschitz from redballoon.work, and this is Donald Trump Jr., as you know, and if you're looking to fill your open jobs with values-aligned talent, then post your jobs on redballoon.work today. We'll see you there. Gotta turn up the audio. Did you hit record? I did. Oh, good. The red button. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Baltic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. As you can see, Chalk Knox is uh, still gone. AWOL. Still gone. We don't got enough club members yet, apparently, to, <laughs> to ship them back from Arizona. Pastor Toby, I'm the water boy. We also got Jennifer and Brett on the show. We'll introduce them here in a minute. Uh, but thank you for joining us on this Monday evening. Good wow. to be with you. Yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. Hope you had great Easter. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still risen. I'm still waking up. Yeah, from from our Easter festivities, it went all day. Did you? We have we have a we have a freshman in college, and we said we can invite some friends, and he invited friends. Oh and, man! And college kids, they don't know when, when to go home to go. No, I mean, no. I mean. To, and you wanted him there. I mean, to his credit, he, he asked Dad, "Can I? Can we do a little bonfire at 8? And I said, "Sure." And then they came, and they just they stayed for a long time. You know, wow. uh, way past my bedtime. Yeah, I this which week, was like eight this weekend. <laughs> I know no one cares about this story, but um, I've got new chickens coming. By the way, oh no. So. Long story short, all my chickens died this winter except for one, and we ended up naming it Katniss because um, it made it through the the, the coyotes or whatever. Hunger Games. Katniss was the, the lady that me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should know that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, um, on on Saturday, I've been. I got about ten acres, just hardly anything, little boutique ranch, and I'm. Uh, there was this um, sprayer. I need to take care of my pasture because you get thistles, they'll grow up and all this stuff. And I found this sprayer on Facebook and I was like, that's perfect size. I need it. Sent my nephew down to this farmer down in Cottonwood. Yeah. And I called the farmer on on his way down, you know, just to get some details and everything. He didn't have very good uh, wireless um, connection. So I couldn't ask him all the questions. Right. And g- my nephew comes back with like this full size, like farm tractor grade sprayer. Yeah. And, and on the Facebook picture, it, it wasn't very big. It looked like my ride lawnmower could pull it. <laughs> and that's what I was pretty excited. And apparently, so Andrew, if you need a, a sprayer that will spray, you know, 40 acres of, of yeah. your thistles and everything, yeah. I yeah. I got it. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to use that? I don't got anything. So anyways, pretty funny. Wow, we're, we're really sympathizing with all your- I know, my chickens and my sprayer <laughs> problems at my house, so. Um, okay, I've got a couple ads here I'm supposed to read. Okay. This is a different one. Trinity Reformed Church is a CREC mission. Is that what I'm supposed to read? Yeah, we love, yeah, yeah. We oh, love okay. new, new church I, I, I plugs. We can people, they call us and say, hey, plug our church. church. ad, okay. Yeah. It's a new church in- Noonan. Noonan, Georgia. Noonan, Georgia. We're under the oversight of Planting Church, Trinity Reformed Church in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, those are- You know, that's Larson. Larson. Yeah. Uh, they meet uh, at 10.30 a.m. on Sundays at Arnold Middle School for worship. Their mission, all of Christ for all of life for all of Noonan. To get in touch, people can email info at trinityreformedga.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Trinity Reformed. GA or visit their website, trinityreformga.com. That's, that's GA as in Georgia. Right. Thank just you. Case, just Thank in you. case. Thank you, Gabe. I needed um, that. Hey, this is Jennifer Say. Um, this is your second time on our show. I, this is, yeah. I mean, that's really brave of you. 
<laughs> well, apparently she already went through the gauntlet before and just, yeah, yeah. I, I mean usually after one zoom call people you know that's been it's enough but i'm, not. I'm a glutton for pun <laughs> <laughs> clearly no um thank you very much for coming back jennifer's a mother of four author of levi's unbuttoned and chalked up new york times uh said that jennifer was a candidate to lead levi's then she started tweeting shame on you shame on <laughs> you jennifer that's a a brief synopsis there's more to right it, right there is uh, I, yeah and and we we went we actually talked through your whole story when we had you on before so um so folks check out um, go back to the archives and check that show out it was it was a really uh, helpful conversation we also have brett craig um brett it says here i'm just reading what it says uh, follower of christ cco big studio group what, what's a cco Chief Creative Officer. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I'm a pastor. I was going to say Chief Classic Officer. (laughs) That's what, yeah. Total classic, man. I'm I'm sorry. But in your past life, you were also a Chief Creative Officer for Deutsch. Yeah, Deutsch. So I don't know. LA. An EVP. Yeah. Creative. Donnie Deutsch. You know that guy from NBC? No. His dad ran an agency called Deutsch. Oh. That's the agency. Ad, ad agency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were a big deal. Okay. Uh-huh. And um and also you in your you're uh, doing work um for Daily Wire. I did do uh, Oh, okay. In, six oh, months. Past life. Yep. Okay. Help them build a brand agency, help them do their advertising. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Okay. Very good. Yeah. And so and both of y'all so we came across Jennifer because she was unemployable. And then we came across, <laughs> we, came, we came across, uh, uh, you know, Brett, because you're unemployable. We're, actually, I want to start with, we, we talked to That's why we're friends. <laughs> unemployable together, you know? Yeah. yeah, this is the new world. Is, it, is that is that like contagious? It I mean, are we going to be, I mean. It I it's a COVID thing. So, yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think his is non-COVID related, but. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. You are unemployable. Yeah. Jennifer's unemployable because of her COVID tweeting. Yeah. And Brett's unemployable because of BLM stuff. That's right. So what okay. happened? So in the height of the racial tensions of 2020, somebody dug up a five-year-old casting email in which I was trying to give instructions about who to cast. Uh, it happened to be two black voice talents. And I was trying to explain who I would go with to my creatives. And someone took that, put it on Instagram, and pulled words out and problematized it right wow. in the height of those tensions. Right. And then you look at me and I'm like... Well, I'm kind of a perfect avatar for like a white male heteronormative Christian. <laughs> we can't get to Derek Chauvin, but we can get to you. It's kind of what I thought. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't think I knew that was what was happening, but I think looking back, that's kind of what happened. It was just wow. like, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and as a company, we need to get away from. It. So wait, wait. So just for the record, I mean, what did you actually say? What, what was what was the instructions you're giving? I mean, so, I mean, so nuanced. But I said this this one's this person I believe is too AA, too urban. Which just so you understand the brand, it would be like for NASCAR picking Snoop Dogg. It's not that Snoop. Dogg everybody be. picks Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right, now. everybody does. <laughs> right. Or Snoop Dogg for the PGA. It, it, so I was just trying to say. Yeah, to my you're creatives, saying there's certain things that match better than others. That's that's all I was doing, and the creatives had all the context. And what nobody knows is that it was nine threads deep. The email. Well, and also it, now it would be considered appropriation to use it. Like it. Well, you would I have been it right. Was. It was then. No, so I know. my feeling at the time is we are culturally appropriate. We are appropriating. Right, right. This is a very white brand not that i should care about that but but it was yeah i'm not going to say their name just to kind of but yeah. the whitest office you've ever seen big brand and it started with the client saying to me we need someone less white mm. nobody understood that so the reason i was talking in a racial manner right. is because it was put in a racial context you're, you're hard job, to do that well my first casting job in my life was a black producer looking at kids auditioning for Mattel, these little girls. And it was the cruelest comments you, you could ever imagine about these little girls through the window. Yeah. But I Man. learned a lesson that day. It's like, Oh, these girls are right. going to represent Mattel. Right. She's doing her job. They can't hear us. We're having to have a conversation about who represents the brand. Well, right. And that was what I was doing. And I wanted my creatives to understand why I was choosing what I was right. choosing. Right. And it's not like no one else in the world ever considers these things. Well, well, I will just also say too, it was an internal email. 
It's um, five years old. Five years old. And the person, I don't even think the person wanted to take me out. I think they wanted to do damage against the agency. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And I just happened to be the guy right. that was on the email. And I didn't even, oh, by the way, I didn't even know I wrote it because it was five years old. Yeah. Right. Of course, you had no idea. Oh, so when I'm I, opening it and looking at it, I remember it felt like the walls of the room were closing right, in on me because I'm like, are right. those my words? Because I'm thinking about what just happened in the news and I'm going, I'm in deep trouble. So that got to the news. That little Instagram post. I remember it. Yeah, you said lots of people in the industry. Okay. Well, so where it was posted was under the black square for our company that everybody obligatorily kind of. Yeah, yeah, right. Then the conversation ensues and that conversation. So someone internally from your company found it and posted it. Freelance producer posted it. Right. And then um, the mob came high-fiving her for being brave. Right. And then I'm just Stunning and brave. (laughs) Stunning and brave, right. Always, always. And then then that thing spins up and you've got a holding company with 50,000 employees is thinking like, you know, the best way to get out of this is not to, you know. Just to let you go. And then I should not keep talking because Jen needs to talk and other people need to talk. But- yeah, it was it was basically that. Yeah, it's the easiest thing is to just to let yeah to, to move on. Right. I want to just add that I am pretty certain that my former company Levi's has spent the last year trying to find an email or something I did. Uh-huh. Right. Right. To right. Just to do say, the like, same play. This is the person she right. actually is, right. and I was there twenty three years. Right. There's a lot of emails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm mean, not well, saying what you did was wrong. I'm just saying I know wouldn't. I mean, you're just you saying you're better at emails. No, That's I, it. I, I <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm awesome at emailing. Right. Yeah. And even as I go back and, you know, the brief version for the people that don't want to go back and listen is I got mine went on longer. Like Brett's yeah. happened and ended quickly. Mine was a two year conflict in the company. I was saying school should open. They were saying right. you got to stop talking about this. Right. Um, I was tweeting about it, but I was doing other things. Too, I went led rallies in the city. I wrote op eds. All kind. I went to school board meetings right. to reduce it to just tweeting is yeah, yeah. a little inaccurate. Yeah. Um, but when I wrote my book, which just came out a couple months ago, I went back over all my tweets from the full two years of it happening, wow. and some of them are in the book. But I, I kept thinking I'll find something that's like because I was angry. Yeah, I, it doesn't come through. I was. Very appropriate, and to, like as I went back through, I'm like, how did this ever right. make anybody? Yeah. Twenty so years of angry? discipline, yeah, yeah, exactly. Twenty yeah. years of discipline and training a diplomatic right. voice right. that you use but now, in a company. Yeah. But now I, you're I out. need, yeah. I need some of that training, some of that <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> you don't, I, I don't, I don't know that it would work. I don't know that it work. I mean, <laughs> just to add on to that, though, what I, that's what I was going to say is, I asked for a fact pattern. What, what's that? What's fact, fact pattern? Well, if this is who you say I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, there there okay. should be other examples yeah. of this kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Over and over. The other thing I can just say, I, I had never been reprimanded or sat down in HR once in my entire career. Right. Never once had a woman ever said, you made me feel uncomfortable. Right. Or a minority feel, you know, right. you, the way you talked to me in that meeting. In fact, I had the opposite reputation. Right. So the whole thing. I got so many calls from people behind the scenes. And it's like Jennifer knows this too. I can't believe this happened to you. Right. It's wrong. I know who you are, right. but mm-hmm. no one will say anything yeah. in yeah. your defense. Yeah. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So why? Why, why, why do we live in a culture where people won't, they'll write you privately. I know, I know about this as a pastor. So it's so the same, same thing. We've had, you know, various controversies yeah. and, and I, I can, I've been a lightning rod at a few, few different points, completely different worlds, but I get people to write me privately and say, good job. Really appreciate how you're standing up. But I'm not going to stand with you. And that's. I'll tell you why I think. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of time to think about this as an unemployed. Because you're still employed. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't think it's unique to our culture or our time period or our geography or any of it. I think across time, most people would rather stand with the group than stand up and be right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just would. Look at all the atrocities that have happened in human history. I mean, I don't want to. It's always true. People would rather sort of cloak themselves in virtue, even if it's false virtue, and stand with the group than to deal with being ostracized or called a name. Um, they'll join you once there's enough more people right. having joined you, and right. then they'll pretend they always fought with you. I mean, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I was one of the first to, I was the first to speak out about the abuse in gymnastics, which is now very well known right, right. Uh, because of the 
Dr. Larry Nasser, who was right. the yep. team doctor for USA Gymnastics, he sexually abused over 500 young athletes wow. in prison for life. That happened. He went to prison in 2018. I wrote my book, which came out in 2008. And I was pilloried. I mean, everyone knew this stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And, wow. I, you know, I, I sort of joke now, like, I thought it was an open secret. I didn't realize it was a secret secret. Yeah. But I was dragged across the Internet. My name was dragged through the mud as a liar and a grifter who just, you know, was a failed loser ex-gymnast that was seeking some mm. sort of revenge at 41, like 25 yeah. wow. years after I left. Misspent youth, you know. Yeah. Got to make up for time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, when the Nasser story broke, even at first people came after the women in the way that they do. I mean, it, it was it was crazy. And then eventually everybody said, Jen Say was first. We always stood with her. And I was like, <laughs> I got the screenshots. Yeah. You know, they'll pretend. And I think yeah. they actually believe it. Right. I think right. they actually convince themselves. And maybe some of these people were sympathetic but weren't willing to stand up. I don't even think they were. Okay. I don't. I yeah. think their brains are so foggy and they th everybody thinks of themselves as the hero right. in every story. Everybody wants to believe they would always yeah. do the right thing. Right. Everybody believes they wouldn't have gone along with the Nazis or they wouldn't have had slaves in America. Right. Right? Right. Like the, everyone believes that about themselves right. and it's yeah. not true. Right. Well, here, right. Here's it's, a less charitable explanation. Okay. Not only will they be, well, and I, I just think I thought about this. Not only will they be silent, what I've discovered is very oh. good friends, people I've mentored will actually, it's to their advantage to shout you down, to yeah. pick up a digital stone on LinkedIn. Yeah. They gain and actually go further in their career by being part of the mob. Right. What I And I know that's true. By there's the way, incentives there. There's an incentive. So it's like, not only do I need to be quiet, but if I step on your face digitally, I actually oh, can yeah. get promoted. I actually, well, the other thing I need to do is I need to separate from you. Yeah. In other words, there's a spell that's been cast around you. Yep. yep. Right. And that's what yep. this does. Mm -hmm. And you're known as my mentor or mentee or whatever you call that. And I can't be known as your friend. Yeah. So I need to publicly pick up a rock. Disassociate and, make, and all that stuff. Yeah. And Jennifer have talked about it. It's yeah. one of the most painful parts of cancel culture is to see people that I can show you emails from them telling me that I changed their life and then had them agree that I'm a come Nazi. For <laughs> they come for you. Yeah. But again, I, it, somehow it made me feel better to realize it's not unique. Yeah. It's not something unique to our culture right, right Something now. about human nature. It yeah. feels amplified right yeah. now, yeah. certainly. But look, there's studies, you know, across time. There's the, what's the shocking one? I'm forgetting his name at the moment. And I mean, it's Jonathan Haidt. Are you thinking of oh, some no, of his I'm work? Or okh okh okay, okay. Yeah. Electroshock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's in my book and I'm old. <laughs> I, I remember, I, is, yeah, I know what story you're talking uh, about. There's yeah. a Stanford prison experiment. Like most yeah. people will do as they are told. Right. They will obey authority and they will feel... It, it, they'll do it even more so and more intensely if they get to feel virtuous when they right. do it, like what right. you're describing, Brett. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a percentage of people that see that it's wrong and just go along. I think there's a decent percentage that don't see get, get real excited about it. Yeah. But here's what, here's what, I'm following you guys. I'm tracking with you. But here's what's kind of um, blowing my mind in all this. You know, we have like a, you know, Riley Gaines was just at um, San Francisco. You know, we, we had, I mean, 15 years ago, could you imagine that a guy could say he's a woman? Just rearrange, rearrange, do, do a couple surgeries. <laughs> you know, really fast, yeah. right? Yeah. And, then, and then 15 years before that, uh, I mean, just like, I just think of like this, the sexual revolution in our country, and it was slow. I mean, things were happening. Divorce rates were going up, stuff like that. I mean, sexual, sexual revolution was happening. But then like this last 15 years, I mean, it just unraveled yeah high speed the california high speed train except it's still going the california high speed train's going nowhere if you don't if um, you don't let drag queens twerk in front right. of little kids you're a hater you're a hater you're a bigot yeah. you're committing trans genocide well, in the observation <laughs> unbelievable no that, yeah. well, that's what's crazy about the whole, the whole biden administration's response to, to the, the school shooting and we had friends I in that school from and you're from nashville yeah. we had friends from that school one of our pastors uh friends george grant who's on our network he he was in the in the in the room when the when the, with the with the other pastor who got um, the call who got the call i mean it's crazy and yet biden's administration's response was man trans are feeling really hated right now attacked yeah. right now that's insanity it is insanity we're supposed to be more concerned with the murderer than the children right the three yeah. children yeah. and the three adults I mean, and, murdered. and you pick any other setup 
Yeah. Black. And, oh, yeah. And you know, it would never, yeah. ever be like this. The other thing, yeah. observation about that to me is like, I understand that community insisting on these things. What is shocking is to watch the elite managerial class yes, right. go along with right. it. All of Fortune 500, Fortune right. 100, all of Hollywood, everybody doubles down from the that's that right. side. And that's the part where like, I feel like when I grew up, there were always crazy movements. There were always ideas that were put forward, but like the adults would yeah. say, yeah, 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 good for you, but we're not going to make everybody do that. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, there was, there was, the there was adults free- have left the building. Yes, yes. no, absolutely. So there's, there's freedom of speech. Like, yeah, you can say what you want to say and think it's what America. you want to think over there. It's America. But yeah, the adults were in the room and they said, but no, we're not, that's not what we're going to, that's not going to run the show. Right. Yeah, and what's so unusual about it in business and corporate America in particular, I don't think any of them even believe it. They just want to be. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. They, they don't believe it. Right. I mean, I've been in the C-suite for years. I was in the yeah. boardroom for years. Uh, they don't know what they think. They want to be liked. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They don't. They're not really liked for being really rich anymore. That used to be kind of cool, right. and you got some right. status without. Now, now you have to disavow that privilege, and the only you be virtuous. The only chance, but they don't want to give up the money. That's so why I just stay poor. I just, they don't, I just wanna, don't make any money. They don't want to yeah. give up the money. I don't have to worry about that. Keep the money <laughs> yeah. and still be celebrated, and right. so they do it by adopting these stances. What, whatever is the virtuous thing right now? Yeah. You know, it, it, and they're cowed by their younger employees, yeah. but it's a small subset. Right. I just want to go back to something you said earlier about the the Larry Nasser thing. You you said so you wrote a book about the abuse that was happening. Not about him. So I wrote it's a memoir. It's a first person account yeah. of my training as an elite gymnast in yeah. the nineteen eighties that was physically and emotionally abusive. Yeah. And there was sexual abuse. The national team coach at the time, which was pre-Bella Caroli, was this guy, Don Peters, who's now banned from the sport. And he was a serial rapist. Okay. I just, and I mean, so number one, I didn't know that. But number two, it's striking to me, though, that you've been practicing speaking up, standing up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's also surprising. Here's what makes it, and this is what I tell people. If you had any idea what it was like to grow up in the environment I did in that sport where children are seen but not heard, you know, you're wound up and you prance around and we tape you up and send you back out and you're not allowed to eat anything and you better not talk and you better not complain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was such an intense culture of obedience that was drilled into me Mm -hmm. that if I can do it. Like, think about the hole I started in. It's not, I mean, my dad, my parents encouraged me to speak up, but I spent nine hours a day in the gym. I spent more time with the coaches and my parents. And I came out meek and quiet and it's hard for me, but I'm, I'm not going to further a lie. Yeah. I'm not going to look and like they're looking us in the eye and they're telling us this thing that is patently false that you can see with your own eyes right. yeah. that men can be women and women can be men that you know school aged children are going to die in mass from COVID if we open the schools and there's right. no such thing as learning loss and no one's going to be harmed so just right. stay home right. and stay. I can see with my own right. eyes it doesn't take much imagination. I'm not going to further a lie. Right, right. I'm just not going to do it. What, what um. We, right before we started recording, we, we were kind of talking about this, the COVID thing. And, and like, you know, I think for, I mean, all of us, I think had at least a few minutes of thinking like, what is this? And, you know, is, is this the bubonic plague? And, you know, what, what's, you didn't, never, not even for a minute. Oh, well, the rest of us, normal people. <laughs> I, I had it. Um, I was fooled. But, um, well, yeah, I mean. Right. R- right. I understand that. Most but, people had a week or two. But it was, I mean, um, and I mean, part of, you know, I had questions right off, but it was, you know, I'm, you know, I'm climate scare tactics come, you know, the same, um, Imperial college does a lot of the same, yeah, um, they do. modeling for the climate yeah. folks. And so I, I saw know. that right away and I'm like, okay, I don't know. Anyways. So but what was it for you? I mean, okay. Apparently you never got there, but maybe, maybe for maybe Brett, um, maybe when, when was it the slam dunk though, where you were like, okay, this is a scam. I mean, you said it was a bad joke earlier, it, but I, and I like, it was, a, it was a really mean joke. It was awful. <laughs> it was an awful joke, but, but, but no, but when was it like that? It was like slam dunk. Okay. This is a scam. Walked out in my backyard, my neighbor, who's Mr. Doubt skeptic. He's like, looks at me one day as I'm all freaked out and goes, this whole thing's a scam. <laughs> and his wife pulls up getting off an airline as a stewardess at like 60. Hey, Brad. 
like that. And I'm like, what is Evelyn doing on a plane at 60 with COVID going around? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, that was one when, clue. When, when is this? This when is, is this? about like three months in. Then my neighbor- Was that like home. March 2020 or well, April? Like April, June. June? June, okay, June 2020. Okay. before that. Okay. Okay. It may have been like May. Then my neighbors- Because uh, we're all going to get virtue points after this. this? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's like three things. Then my neighbors all get it. I'm out front and I'm like, what, what was it like? What was it? And they're like- I got like a mild fever. And yeah. I'm like, then what happened? And they're like, it was like mild. I didn't really know I had it. Yeah. And, and their son is a major league baseball player. His girlfriend, I guess, gave it to everybody. Yeah. Then Newsom put all these RVs. Nobody knows about this. Down in El Segundo, like a thousand RVs or 150. I don't know. It was a lot of RVs. Just like the hospital. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the hospital empty, ship on New York. Empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. pulled them up and yeah, all right. of a sudden... And then I go on a vacation for the summer vacation. I'm driving along and I notice that nobody else in the West is acting crazy like California. Right. Like every yeah. state is looser. And I started yeah. to go, oh, yeah. this is like a cultural thing. Right. I'm inside <laughs> of like a, a, a cult. A cult, yeah. And right. I didn't know it. And then once wow. my, I got to tell you, that red pilled me so hard. Yeah. I'm as red pilled as they come at this w- point. Were you, were you a liberal Christian before that or? Yeah. No. No, I went to John MacArthur's church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably the right of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still to the right of him. <laughs> we're in northern but, Idaho, but, man. But to your point, like, yeah. I, I could flow with someone like Jen really well. Yeah. I worked in that world as a Christian. I, I liked my progressive friends, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed being But Jen's around. not really a progressive anymore. Well, I, my point is, is I liked the, the free spirit in nature. Any she, progressive cards left? You said you would have liked me before. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay, so, okay, okay. She wore jeans, yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Well, she worked for Levi's. She, she had to. But I just mean like free spirited. They're not yeah. agency no. world, marketing world, like yeah. Levi's. It's like the people are fun. It's, well, like, it's a fun environment. Well, old school liberalism was actually all about being kind of free. Yes. And like, you know, hey, everybody's welcome and let's, let's get along. Yeah. And even if we... We differed over God and and Christ and the Bible and, and things like philosophy, that. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, we used to get along that very well. Like, you know, the, the open mindedness. Yeah. you believe what you believe. Yeah. and, I believe and we can have a we can have, are very much that way. And we can have a, a sane, reasonable conversation about these things, and not and like you know, have a glass of wine and enjoy each and other's company, and other. not hate each other, and yeah. not think the other person's evil. Right. Okay, so so one of my favorite. Um, oh, 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 do you, you want to get you want to finish that? Can I just finish one thing. <laughs> no, that's good. That's Jennifer good. said she was never fooled, and I want to know why. It's a really good question. I think part of it is because my hu- my husband and I agreed. I mean, if he'd been saying, "Okay, Jen, you got to stay home," like, or you got to wash the groceries, or you got to yeah. like, but from the beginning, we just looked at each other, yeah. and we were like. This is bullshit. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, am I allowed to curse on a Christian yeah, oh, show? Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're talking <laughs> about COVID, yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> anger, <laughs> we should but all be able to The anger. median age of death in the very beginning, remember Italy and that was all happening, it yeah. was 82. Right. Yeah. The and you're like, when, when do we, people we normally die? And that data was coming back in like February, March, like That's early right. on. It was like okay. Feb, March. It yeah. was yeah. already like 80s. It yeah. was yeah. already over the I, average I life that. expectancy. Yeah. Right, right. Like uh-huh. people die so at like, 82. They already got extra yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh about people dying. That's no, it. No. I'm not being dismissive, but it just didn't add up to me from the beginning that yeah. it was this like horrifically deadly thing that we had to shut the world down for. And so I just started reading and there there yeah. were people from the beginning that right. you could find, uh, you know, John Ioannidis and Martin Kulderf, and there were yeah. people from yeah. the very right. beginning who were mm-hmm. saying, wait a minute, and They're then I started diving into yeah. the CDC pre-pandemic playbook, which said you never shut schools for more than a few weeks, right. even with a infection fatality rate far, far higher. And then, so there was that. There okay. was the, okay, I'm not scared. Yeah. And then there was, this is wrong anyway. Right. Even if it really was something. Well, if it really, really was so dangerous to everybody. And the fear tactics just became so obvious the more data I read. You know, the fear mongering became more and more obvious. But then I just got to the point where I was like, even if if it were more dangerous, everybody would stay home because they chose it. Right. And you cannot shut churches, shut schools. You cannot tell people who they can have in their homes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that it's was insanity. It's wrong. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a constitutional violation. And beyond that, it's wrong. Right. And people in San Francisco, I'm sure it was this way in LA too, Brett. I mean, 
they were told if you see something, say something. There were special yeah. phone numbers set right. up. If somebody right. had people in their house and they saw them yeah. going in, they would snitch. There's yeah. a church in Santa Clara <sighs> County. Yeah, right. I don't know if you've yeah. read San about Jose. this, the piece yep. that David Zweig yep. wrote. Mm-hmm. It's madness. Yeah. We had my family, once we were finally told we were allowed to go out to the park, in June, mm-hmm. we were allowed to go outside. You couldn't mix households, though. Right, so yeah. you could go out one household outside, which, again, never right. passed oh the common goodness. sense test yeah. that we shouldn't Is be this outside. In Denver? Were you in Denver or Cal- no, California? You're in Cal- That's right. So I'm right. in the park with my four children. Right. We are, you know, a big family for San Francisco. Yeah. Don't look like one household. My two older children are mixed race. My younger children are not. Mm-hmm. Someone called the cops on us that we were a mixed household. We had to show ID. <laughs> wow. To prove that we all lived together. So, wow. so and I could <laughs> see her off into the side. I was like, that woman's calling. She's, I see yeah, her yeah, over yeah. there. She's yeah. doing it right now. Yeah. Busy and she bodies. was so right. smug and right. confident so, that suddenly, omnipotent moral busybodies right. is what they are. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's well, a, isn't that a C.S. Lewis? That's a C.S. Lewis. Quote that, that, and suddenly they know what a family is. Ah, that's right. <laughs> well, they have to be told what a family is. Define it anyway. Well, and how racist is that? Because we did like it, the math's right. not that hard to figure out how my family looks the way it yeah. looks. It's yeah. not that hard right. to figure yeah. out. Right, right, yeah. So, um, our our we're in Idaho, a conservative state. But if Andrew hadn't told you about Moscow. We're in liberal la la land. I mean, like we're a cult. It's a blue. It's a blue dot. It's a guys, liberal cult. You guys know I graduated from University of Idaho. No, no really. Hey, so did I. Go Beatles! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. When, sorry, sorry. <laughs> last week we didn't have guests here, and we actually had Joe Vandal poster yeah. sitting in your seat. Where Knox was because we yeah, were yeah, missing yeah. Knox. So, but is that because it's a university? It's a university town surrounded by farm fields, and so yeah. So we're controlled by this liberal Colton town, and our governor's not. Not strong. He's not a strong conservative at all. He's a, he he governs by corporate wishes. Um, in March, uh, it was March 2020. I think it was March 20th or 25th. I forget the dates. Our mayor shut down downtown before we had even one COVID case in town. Like shut our yeah. our friends' businesses down. Use the cops uh, to threaten force of shutdown and all that stuff. It was just like the craziest thing. So no COVID cases in 2020. And then in March, um, in March, 2020. And then the, um, uh, like five days later, the governor signed some sort of health emergency act also. And, you know, so it was a statewide quarantine is basically what it is, which was illegal that our state exactly. allows for quarantine, but only quarantining the sick, right. not the healthy. Well, that's you can't always the healthy. been the case. You didn't quarantine it's always been. The right. healthy. It goes yeah. all the way back to Leviticus, yeah, actually. God said he's quarantining the, uh, the sick. Okay. And, and then um, in uh, July 1st, our city council voted in this resolution playing off the March 20th resolution saying, if you're outside, you had to wear a mask where you couldn't stand six feet apart. Right. So, and then they did, they did the whole park thing. In fact, a girl, a, a lady and her kids, uh, she got arrested down in Boise area. You might've followed a little bit of that story um, for going to a park with her kids and she wouldn't, she refused to leave. And they had, they had caution tape around the parks in our town. Yeah, we used and to everything. jump the jump the jump the, the, the playgrounds. The, the the playgrounds in San Francisco were closed nine months. Oh my goodness! Wow. In a city where no one has a yard, right? Even if you have a really nice apartment like I did, nobody has a yard. Well, didn't they also fill out in California? They they filled in a skate park with sand. Okay, this is what. So, they, see, this so is they brought they in a bunch of sand to a skate no, park. Not yeah. one. They arrested people for surfing. The beaches were closed. Yeah. Oh, I remember. People got that. arrested in yeah. Santa Cruz for surfing. Yeah. The basketball courts outside boarded up, or they took the hoops down entirely. Skate parks filled with sand, but you could play Crazy. golf. Oh, golf. Crazy. Yeah. That's because Newsom liked to play golf and right. drink wine. So that right. was legal. So, so can I ask a question, though? Because I'd be curious what you guys yeah. think. So if you asked why, why in the blue areas did it go down that way and then red? And and my one answer would be the blue team is much more um, sort of, I don't know, obedient to the government, let's just say. But I don't think that's the reason why. I, I, I actually think, and I'm just curious what you guys think about this, fear drove a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Why is the blue team so fearful and the red seem less fearful? They would say we're because we're dumb. The red people yeah. are dumb. Right. They don't right. get that they're going to die. Right. But I'm curious to you guys. Like, well, but you're are, dumb, so you don't really care about dying either. So why is the blue team, or, or maybe you don't even agree, like, I don't know what you think, Jet, like, but it, why was the blue team, because this gets to a kind of a fundamental thing about life. You guys are everywhere there's blue, there's complete parallel. I just got off a plane in Seattle and I said, I'm yep. back among the mask yep. people. Yeah. Right. 
Oh. And they haven't come out of it still. Like no. a lot of them. Not like really. Of them you, you'll still see people around town. You'll go into stores here in town. They'll still be wearing so masks. I'm trying to understand what's going on beneath that. I, I got a, a, just a quick stab at that. First of all, I don't think the leadership is fearful. I think the leadership uses fear. Um, both both on the conservative and, and uh, liberal side. And to be go clear, ahead. in the beginning, mm -hmm. everybody was all in. But Red, was, blue, yeah. otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean... Well, Chris, Christy Noem, no one owns the Christy okay, Noem story. Right. Christy no, no, no. She was trying to shut down her state. Her legislator session kept... They were, the, they were actually the ones that didn't let her. I mean, no one but, said but, from so the she beginning was what Sweden did. And even Sweden True. had more restrictions than right. I think were appropriate, but yeah. the yeah. elementary schools never closed, et cetera. Yeah. That's, right. That's a generalization. You're right. I mean, every, everybody yeah. had at least a little bit of like, okay, what is this? But as time yeah. went on, though, one seemed to drift off it. And one they did. Yes. By the, down. By the right. summer, fall. And then when DeSantis took the lead and said, and he was cautious at first and he would say that it's because, I mean, they have a very old population. Yeah, yeah, he sure. was reading the data. Yeah. There's a lot of people at risk in Florida. Right. Yeah. Very no, old. seriously. Um, but then once he kind of got his arms around it, he was like, yeah. we're not going to do this anymore. But no one from the beginning said this is wrong. Yeah. Right. So yeah. while I think, while I think um, uh, the, the, the both sides use power, I think the leftists are far more about power plays right now than conservatives are. Not that conservatives won't use it. Um, they'll use, but I think the leftists right now, their play is just like raw power grabbing. And that's, um, you know, uh, I mean, I just, I, to be honest, I don't know how Joe Biden won an election, you know, campaigning from his basement. But my, my, you know, my point, I, I don't disagree I, with you, but why is it, why does one group of people not buy the narrative and one does wholesale? I mean, there's still people are trying to tell me right. conservatives to be very careful and get my 15th booster. Conservatives <laughs> are still coasting off um, some sort of historic relationship with God that liberals don't have. So I think this is a, this is a very spiritual, a clearly spiritual, you have eyes to see, ears to hear. And, and conservatives are still coasting off this, you know, whatever um, semblance of Christian faith conservatives have, um, where the liberals have totally full on rejected God. But then you look at somebody like In Jennifer favor of and, the and, science, which has become their religion. Right, and right. they think they mm -hmm. can right. beat death. They can overcome right. sex assigned. <laughs> yeah, biology. Everything. Yeah, they nature. Can Come on, you just cussed everything. earlier. You can say it. You okay. can say it. So it's, it's really easy. <laughs> idea of science, and there is a difference i think you're totally right between the leaders who are sort of like concocting this whole right. sort of direction and the folks who follow yeah. and who were legitimately afraid and yeah. who didn't question there's a difference right but everybody did move in the same direction and i think in the beginning for those leading the charge i i, I thought in the beginning and i i was wrong but i think it was part of it the Democrats wanted to position themselves as good and caring and win the election mm -hmm. in November. Yeah. That was like, That's true. that was yeah. part of the strategy. I really believe that, but here's where I was naive is I thought, okay, then once if cared. he went, well, yeah. no, I didn't think okay. that. Um, but I thought once <laughs> if, you know, Biden wins, they'll let it go and he'll declare COVID over or he'll do it right. in the early spring of 21 right. so that he can right. declare the victory. Yeah. But it was too much a part of their identity at that point. It was too much in the ether. They couldn't get it back. They were committed to this. It was like a way for them. They felt to have the moral high ground that they've yeah. been looking to find yeah. for yeah. so long. And I think the absence of a religion, and I'm not a religious person, so I'm going to yeah. say this as a, as an atheist. Yeah. It, there's like a hole in their hearts and they, you know, you've got to fill it with something. Mm -hmm. You want to believe in something. You want to be part of something. You want to believe in something that's bigger than yourself and they right. have no purpose and they're, yeah. they're filling it with this garbage. Mm -hmm. Man, she's a great apologist. We, we should, I know. We, we should, <laughs> <laughs> you, no, but, she says I'm not an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I'm just chime in. I mean, I think I, I agree. I think, I think fear is, is huge. I think this goes back to the conversation before about courage and the, 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 nobody wants to stand up. Nobody wants to, you, you want to keep your head down. Yeah. You want to, and I think that's, that's, it's a human nature thing. And I think, um, we are afraid. I mean, I think ultimately of dying, I think we're afraid yes. of eternity. We're afraid of meeting God or whatever is after, um, yeah. death. And I think we're afraid fundamentally because we know we're frail creatures mm -hmm. we're we're guilty we failed we've made mistakes um and you know the bible calls that guilt and that guilt makes you even more afraid because you know you're you mm, can't stand yeah. up and i think um in that you scramble for security you scramble for that hole and you have to find it somewhere and i think um historically most people find it in a kind of collective 
You, you find your identity, your meaning, your yeah. safety in some kind of collective. Um, you know, you call it maybe community or whatever, but it's like, uh, you know, you feel braver and stronger because you, you know, you agree with me. I agree. With, yeah. You agree with me. Okay. And we're all together. And then if you have a strong leadership of that collective that says, it's okay, everyone's doing fine. You're doing the right thing. You're doing good. You are I mean, the good people. You're the good people. I mean, the biblical name for that is justification, mm-hmm. right? So, so mm-hmm. like you, everybody's looking for a kind of justification that I am right. And, you know, the Bible says there, you know, that there's a particular kind of justification by faith in Christ, Mm -hmm. where God says that you're right, you're absolved of your sins because of Christ, not because you're good, not because you're right, Mm -hmm. right? because Jesus was right, and he died and rose again from the dead. But I think everybody is hunting for a kind of justification. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, particularly, um, the state is the great collective and that's you know it's it's marxism you know kind of uh, coming uh, to bear its fruits um but it's saying that this is basically since they they've argued there is no god all there is is this and if that's the case then what you're left with is you know people human societies trying to be as strong and powerful as they can and you know a a kind of might makes right ultimately is going to emerge from that because you know if if there is no god then the highest thing you have in this world is functionally your god you know even if you don't say you believe in a god your governor your president i mean whatever whatever the highest whatever the highest power is you know whatever you know (laughs) just like maybe it's fauci (laughs) ah don't say that conversely conversely it doesn't explain everybody because obviously jennifer got it before a lot of us um, but as a Christian, and I'm, I happen to be a Christian, if you sign up to follow Jesus Christ, the opening bargain that you strike is that you're going to stand out as different in the world. That's right. Get ready. You're not only not going to stand, you can actually be hated. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that's right. the agreement going into this? Mm-hmm. This is the right path, but it's going to cost you. Right. And so if you if you mean it, because a lot of people just, well, I'm a Christian. Well, you don't, you, you didn't right. do that business with right. Jesus. Like where this means, right. wherever you go. You're not taking up a cross and following. Right. It. I'm a captive to you. Right. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. Right. And to be clear, there were a bunch of evangelical Christians that, that, that just went, you know, yeah, they right. folded yeah. and they closed their churches yeah. down. And Because I think we found, and I'm not saying that's a litmus test of your Christianity if you got it wrong. I'm saying over time during this period of time of what I would call totalitarianism or whatever you want to call this, yeah. cancel culture, it, as a Christian, if you have developed that idea and understood that it are, you already stood out. You already got used to being the one in the candid camera elevator that was faced yeah. the one way with yeah. 20 people going this way. Because that's like like the opening of the, the show Chosen, the fish is swimming upstream. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. explain everybody because Jennifer Says obviously right. got there before us on COVID, or right. at least me, for well, sure. To your point, I don't, I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. What, what is it about the people that sort of saw it and didn't go along and were willing to take risks? Like it's, I, I totally hear you, but most of the Christians went along too. Mm -hmm. Um, the libertarians, WTF. I mean, this was your moment. (laughs) Honestly, I know know like two that actually stayed true to their principles. They were smoking weed. That's why they. They closed everything in San Francisco. They they threatened threatened to close the dispensaries and people went mad. That was too far. That was a bridge too far. That was a bridge too far. But what do you think? I mean, what, what is your answer? Well, I think everybody got scared and fear makes you behave in very strange ways and that's why there was a pre-pandemic playbook (laughs) that was written when we could be rational and when when you're clear-headed and everybody threw it out the window and i look i don't think it's one thing i think it's a lot of things and i think there's a lot of complexity and i had think you had some i i I do think that election contributed to it i think trump drove people mad and the division started he pushed the vaccine and he was the vaccine guy yes but but before that thank you for yeah. that, the vaccine <laughs> yeah. that didn't work. But yeah. he did not, he shut down too. He I listened know. to Fauci and Burks. Yeah. Yeah. He, and, Hundred percent. So yeah. there's a lot of different factors. So there was already this yeah. like division that was pretty intense, which right. meant anytime sorry, Trump says do something, you have to position yourself in opposition right. to him. I right. mean, that's kind of mm. part of what made it really bad for me. They everyone in my workplace was calling me a Trumper. I didn't vote for the man. Right. Um, 
so, but it was like if he said schools needed to open. So, Opposite. do you remember? Right. Yeah. He said yeah. it in June or yeah. July. Yeah. I can't really remember. Right. The American Academy of Pediatrics just two weeks earlier had said schools need to open. Yeah. He said schools need to open, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. didn't mean it. I'm yeah. taking we now you're take a trumper. Back. Yeah, yeah. Now you're a trumper. Wow. So yeah. there is this this intent. He is like all that is evil yeah. from the lefties, and you have to position yourself in direct opposition right. to him. Right. Um, Fauci doing God knows what and why. Right. Um, yeah, just all of it. All of it. Yeah. There's a lot of factors and some people are still clinging to all of it. Yeah. Um, I've got an ad to read and I think we're done. We're done. We're, we're, we're done. That's more than 28 we're minutes. We're going to read the ad at the end of the show. I'm man. really sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one more plug for Grace Agenda. It's, I don't, I don't oh, know yeah. if they're actually sold out yet, but um, Grace Agenda is the conference here in Moscow, Idaho um, in, in August. August. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I have the dates here, but um, it's, it's in August. Look it up, graceagenda.com. Uh, the theme this year is um, good education in the badlands. Um, so a focus on Christian education and the importance of um, Christian parents bringing up their children uh, to fear God and love the world that he made um, according to his word. So check it out. Registration's almost full. It may already be full. Oh, this isn't false advertising. Go to grace, graceagenda.com today because um, there was like hundreds of people already signed up a couple days ago. Um, so sign up today. Thank you guys for coming to yeah. the studio. We didn't, we didn't get to talk a chance to talk about Generation COVID. This is your documentary coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. Give, give us like a sixty second pitch on this on this yeah. doc. Yeah, uh, uh, making documentary, almost filmed, uh, done filming. Um, it's about the kids impacted by the yeah. harms of school closures and other restrictions. The kids are not all right. We've been reading about it. It's not just learning loss. It's mental health impact. There's violence in the schools. Yeah. They're not able to reintegrate. Absenteeism is at all time high, which is going to guess what lead to dropouts. Yep, an all time high. This generation is going to be impacted yeah. by it, and those responsible want to sweep it under the rug. And I don't want to let them. So what's it called again? Generation COVID. Yeah, it's it's striking to me too. Just just like a couple of days ago, my daughter was just mentioning something about a re, a book that the kids had all read going through. I think it was sixth or seventh grade, and and she says, "Oh, that was my COVID year." And just just yeah. in, just in passing, because wow. we didn't. She was like, "Oh yeah, we didn't read it that year because that was my COVID year." And I was just, I was just like, "Oh wow, that's like that's something that like." So we only we were only closed for like, well, six, two or three weeks six, or something. Well, Loga, our our Christian school here was closed for like five or six weeks. Yeah. And then it reopened right away. And she still calls it But that. she still has a COVID year. Yeah. And Imagine and she, if she was in her room for 18 months. Right. I know. I know. I, I, that's that's, I mean, that's our, a really good our point, kids, Our kids came yeah. home and homeschooled yeah. for three weeks yeah. or something. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was like yeah. it was like four weeks because yeah. my wife's a teacher there. She had to do online. It was like, it was like five or six weeks. I don't know yeah. what it was. So we we went back were, in 2020 and then back in fall and we did normal. These kids were isolated alone yeah. in places like New York, Connecticut, San Francisco, Oakland. They were in their rooms. That's I talked, there's one student in the film. He didn't leave the house for a year my goodness that's uh yeah that's insane yeah they're not, they're not okay. They're not okay. Yeah. Thanks for working on that. Yeah. Thanks for coming That's on the show. Awesome. Great to meet you, Brett. Great, meeting yeah, you great to have you guys. And, and Brett um, has, uh, was oversaw one of my favorite um, Dr. Pepper marketing campaigns. Really? Fanville. Fanville. Oh, fans. <laughs> yes. No, this week on Fansville. Yes. There you go. Hey, there you go. There you go. Know uh, very special Fansville. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he does with Dr. Pepper? He, he smokes cigars and so drinks. Good. Dr. Pepper. Back. He's like, that's back. how you do it. I, I love that drink. Yeah. So good. Here the best. Yeah. It's made in Texas, the promised land. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> hey, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Knox, come back. Please. <laughs> I don't do the closing. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The 
A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Do you smell that? I hope you're not used to it. I'm talking about that vicious, eye-burning, skin-peeling smell that surrounds all of us. The smell of proxy wars with overtones of the parties and Hunter Biden's photos. Feminism, trans madness, faux pandemic, real panic. Climate tyranny, social media slavery, Epstein's suicide, fair elections with hints of brimstone charred oak, and the Pelosi's stock profits all stewing in a Houston Planned Parenthood's dumpster in August. That is the smell of the thing we once called America, dead and composting. The postmortem on America isn't complicated. First founded by starving pilgrims and slaves, refugees and immigrants crying out to God for deliverance, this nation was pitched like a tent by men and women struggling in the mud and the dust who survived drought and depression and twice left home to bleed and die and save the world. Yes, there was hypocrisy, pietism, self-righteousness, injustice. But this land became strong despite it all by God's grace and by the sacrifice of farm boys crawling up foreign beaches and the sweat of their fathers, tilling soil and feeding beef. American boys tamed the sky and walked in space. We touched the world with our navy, our love of sports and stories, underdogs, and barbecue. And now, we touch it all with our rot. The greatest nation in history has been laid low by one simple evil. Lies. The deadliest was the first, the lie that our greatness was our own doing, and so many more came after. The lies of secularism, moral neutrality, and self-fulfillment of feminism and Marxism, the lies of the sexual revolution and evolution, pointless wars and taxation, inflation and a manipulated currency, the lies that lashed out at God, tearing away at our belief in beauty, goodness, and truth, the lies that sought to place our own lusts and the lusts of our masters on God's throne, lies to control, to placate, and to destroy. The storm of lies has reached hurricane force now, Whole states are being evacuated. The deception swirls so fast and furious that the liars don't even bother to hide it. Question, where do lies get their power? Answer, from the idiocy of the deceived. How many lies can a people believe before it's their own fault? One, two, 44,000. Lies lose all their power when the deceived become wise. When their minds are no longer easy to bridle and control, when they learn to think and can seek the truth through any fog, and when they learn to laugh at those lies, the winds will reverse, the fog will clear. Do not despair. These are the times we were given. We are the people God made for this moment. The faithful and the undeceived will rebuild in the ruins, and we will do it singing, feasting, loving, and laughing. We will plant again and we will harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. After all, composting empires make the richest soil. New St. Andrews College, liberal arts for lovers of truth, laughing at lies since 1994.